0: What is good, everybody? DJ T-Mac here for another great hip-hop conversation. Another producer conversation coming your way. Uh, very producer-heavy year this year, and I'm very happy for it. We out here in Colorado right now with my man Gloomy Sunday. What's good, homie? Yo,
1: yo. Happy to be here, man. It's uh, been a long time in the making. Absolutely. I'm glad we could finally make it happen, man. Honored to be here.
0: Long time in the making because... When I spoke with Oh Finesse, I don't know if it was our first or second interview, but I was still out in Massachusetts, and he actually mentioned you. Oh yeah. So when I was going back and you know cutting up clips and stuff like that, I actually heard him say "Gloomy Sunday," and at the time, I didn't, you know, it was just another producer name. But now to be out here, you're working with a lot of the artists that I interviewed already. Uh, tracks with old finesse and man you're doing your
1: thing out here so i'm very happy to have you on the program i appreciate that yeah shout out to finesse that's the home how'd you get connected with finesse let's just start right there yeah um so i think that to be honest that was just the social media thing to be honest like uh he was working with uh tony t who uh was out here rapping making beats and stuff like that but uh was uh engineering for uh O'Finesse and mussolini so i you know i was uh cool with tony t so i was just following him soft finesse ended up following him follow me right back and then i posted a beat on my story and uh he ended up was like yo what are you doing with that that ended up being one of the only tracks that we ever did together, mm-hmm. uh, called "Milk Crates," uh, featuring Cold Frazier. But yeah, it was funny. Our first interaction we ever had uh, through like Instagram ended up being a full track that we ended up releasing so the
0: universe speaks right in serious ways makes those good connections but are you on
1: no squares in my circle also so i have uh, have one i think i saw credit on there there, right yeah it's called cross country um and then uh, right after that record dropped that one ended up being uh uh, picked up by insomniac magazine Mm. out of the whole track list that was the only one that got featured and i was kind of surprised because i that whole album is crazy like i love that stuff so um like there was a joint with planet asia on there and i was like damn that one did get picked up mine did so it was an honor honestly but uh yeah it was it was crazy i woke up the morning that happened i was like whoa (laughs) because that that album like i said is is, uh real real good so i was yeah uh, that's
0: a staple in both of their catalogs at this point Um, you know they've done a lot of work since then with Ninth Wonder and Crisis, he's, he's, and... he's
1: on my top five. So the fact that it, you know, I've produced for, uh, you know, it was only one track given, but I have a song with someone that has you have the uh, credit albums with one of my favorite producers of all time. That's kind of it was kind of crazy to see that. Super dope, man. Super dope. So let's talk about your production
0: style a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's a dope classic sort of hip hop production style with some modern elements, of course. Very clean super clean sample style um i hear hints of primo and dre primo sample chop you know drums dre similar but really with dre i always think about cleanliness okay the beat is clean you hear everything it's where it's supposed to be nothing's out of order like you know we have dilla up here and pete (sighs) rock a little bit more open not quantizing Mm -hmm. but like you know dre he keeps it in that pocket and keeps it clean, and you have a similar style. How would you describe your style?
1: Well, that's funny. You actually kind of uh, nailed it on the head in terms of when people ask me that question. What I say is, uh, I make modern day boom bap or hip hop, or boom bap for the modern day because I like to take some of those elements. Um, you know, like you mentioned, the Pete rocks, the Dillas, the premiers, but you know, just kind of modernize it a little bit. Use. Drums that maybe smack a little bit harder rather than just kind of the sampled stuff. But, um yeah, I definitely like to incorporate both of those elements. And, man, I appreciate the, the Dre comparison. I've actually never gotten that before. Okay. And that's not something that... uh i necessarily intentionally do but i've obviously you know studied his work and try to take little bits and pieces from all my favorite producers but that's one that i've never gotten before that's yeah that uh, kind of has me cheesing the a little cleanliness, bit that's awesome. bro, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah.
0: cleanliness of it and the organization of it um it's man you could just say and ride with it ride with the Uh, Albums that you have with artists, ride with the instrumental projects. He's got a little bit of everything. So check out the catalog. Make sure you follow. Um, You know, we got links all down below, but you got a a, a decent amount of work out, but nothing really too recent, right? Was the last one released?
1: The last one was with Greybeard. Okay, Uh, we did uh, Gloomy and Grey 2, and that was in February. Um, Me and Gloomy making classics. Absolutely. Yeah, that's. uh, that's one we did gloomy and gray one way back in like 2019 i want to say yeah it was uh pre-pandemic and so just things got messed up for a couple years there but we had to lock back in but yeah that's the most recent um but thankfully not given any dates or anything but uh shit even in fact by the time this interview comes out it might already be out but rosé on sundays coming very soon Uh, We got the last piece of the puzzle, uh, a feature from my homie Naeem, and he just sent that a couple days ago. So that was the last uh, little piece we needed. We just got to hit the studio one more time, get it mixed, mastered, all that good stuff, and then that'll be out real soon. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I have my best music still in the tuck, which is kind of like a, it's a little bit frustrating to me, sometimes I'll just go through, like, it, when I'm doing uh, uh, beat sets and stuff like that, I'll pull from, like, uh, some of my older work and stuff. And I'm like, damn, I've never used that. No one's wrapped on this yet. And it's, it's stuff that, you know, I want out. But it's a timing thing as well. And, you know, I don't want to just uh, oversaturate right away you know I don't want to because I have enough material for at least a couple beat tapes a few projects with a few other cats and still you know have a little bit left but it's like I don't want to just rush everything and I'm kind of just trying to pace it out as well Um, so I definitely yeah it's, it's one of those things where I have a lot of stuff but I'm trying to be patient and not get too eager and just you know pull the trigger on everything right away and plus I like to fully flesh out stuff and make sure it's uh, top quality before it gets released so yeah not too too much out yet but lots lots to come for sure.
0: Yeah lots to come and we're looking forward to that man. Rosé on Sundays I heard a few tracks off of that played a track uh, at UMS with him. Uh, some Firemen the people like it and we're waiting for it so we're, we're yeah. looking forward to that one and when when it is released the link will be below also so make sure you guys go listen to that. Rosé on Sunday. Speaking of Rosé, speaking of a little yeah. alcohol a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> the bottle through all right hey
1: man if you know me i come through with the cooks on special occasions let's dude. go we cooking in
0: here today boys <laughs> yes, sir. all right but hey let's,
1: let's little, yeah cheers little cheers. salute little cheers thank you gloomy man thanks again for having me
0: absolutely man like we said a long time in the making and hey i've been speaking to a lot of producers this year and it's it's cool man i like getting the other perspective too because the artist yeah. side is one side but a lot of them say you know I, the beat inspires me mm-hmm. so you guys are really the first part of the process almost that kicks off the artistry and gets it going so yeah we got to get your perspective as well man
1: yeah yeah so i'll give a little bit of backstory so um i kind of not to get too far back but i grew up around like lots of jazz and blues my pops was a guitar player that played a few other instruments and stuff like that but, I, you know, I learned the guitar playing, like, jazz and blues, uh, you know, staples, and eventually I got into hip-hop, and I feel like it's kind of a cliche, but uh, the white kid getting into hip-hop around high school, I started rapping, and, uh, you know, I kind of took it to a place where, it, you know, I just, I, you know, I was doing well, I was doing shows that had good turnouts and stuff like that, but it just kind of hit a ceiling for me, and it just wasn't really the personality wise, what I wanted to be doing. There's a lot of stuff, even at a, like a low level, like that you have to kind of do. And I just wasn't feeling it. So I started working on beats. So I kind of have that perspective of the writer Mm. and the producer and, uh, you know, I just I like producing a lot more <laughs> than I do like because, you know, like you said, you can play the background and you can really kind of orchestrate things and you don't necessarily have to be in the forefront all the time. But uh, yeah, like, like I said, um, I kind of do it in a way where. You, uh, you know, I make, try to make stuff that inspires me, even though I definitely don't write to all my stuff or anything like that. But, you know, as I'm sitting there, he making said he doesn't beat, write
0: to all of it. All right. That's you, a hint. you peep that's that. A hint. You all peep that. <laughs>
1: that's a hint. But, uh, yeah, like I'll sit there and as I'm uh making a beat, I'll try to, like you know, just freestyle some bullshit or whatever, just try to catch a little flow with tempo. And, uh, yeah, and I try to just not limit myself and make stuff not in the same vein all the time so you can kind of cater to different artists and stuff like that so the pack that i send for like tmc isn't going to be the same pack that i send for uh j matt or something like that you know what i mean so shout out to both of them but um Yeah. So I try to kind of cater to uh, specific individuals and stuff like that um, based on what I hear and, you know, kind of what I hear from the perspective of writing Mm -hmm. and as well as that artist and what I feel they shine and they sound good over. So, Mm -hmm.
0: Dope, man. So you said you started writing. Who made you who are some of those MCs or artists that made you want to start
1: picking up the pen and and dabble with that? So yeah, just honestly, the the cliches, you know, because they're the easiest to kind of get into. Um, But yeah, Nas was definitely one of the first and I started writing at around the same time he did. So that was always like a big thing for me, like... Damn, like I probably started when I was like around 15, like early high school. And he dropped Illmatic at 17 and the demos came out when he was 16. So that like I knew that from a younger age. And then uh, in kind of the same vein, Queensbridge, Mob Deep. And they were uh, 19 when they dropped the classic album, The Infamous. So it's like... The, you know, like I said, it's it's kind of the cliches, but they're that for a reason. You know what I mean? So uh, definitely, like more the East Coast stuff, uh, kind of more lyrical, bar heavy punch lines. You know, flowing like. In that tight pocket and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but yeah, that's those are definitely some of the earliest influences.
0: And, and as far as production, we spoke about it a little bit, but who mm-hmm. are some of those other producers that you really like to study and get into?
1: Yeah, dude, so I, I, I try to do my best to just kind of study as much stuff as I can. You already mentioned a couple of them, like definitely two of my biggest inspirations, Primo and Pete Rock, mm-hmm. Dilla, like, um, and then... Uh, ninth wonder you definitely hear a lot of that in my style and yep, then yep. one that doesn't get talked about a whole lot but is probably my favorite producer honestly is Apollo Brown out of Detroit okay. and uh he was probably I mean like I I was uh, a huge fan of of like production just from, like I said, the writing side, like I would hear a beat and it would just inspire me, but then kind of piecing things together. And once I kind of found Apollo Brown, I was like, damn, all right, I want to do this. Like I, and then, you know, obviously it's collectively all of, all of those producers, but, um, yeah man and so the, it was just eventually I was like all right I got to I got to learn how to do this and it started out just like I wanted to make beats for myself to rhyme over mm-hmm. and then I just fell in love with producing and I just kind of fell out of love with the the rap inside as I kind of alluded to earlier but um yeah that's that's how it got started but yeah dude it's just like the the goats, man, <laughs> the goats. Yeah. Uh, also, Alchemist uh, got to throw his name in there too. Salute but to Al. Yeah, still yeah, killing yeah. the game, like
0: doing so much, working with independent artists, the biggest artists, mainstream artists. Like it's, it's kind of wild. The new
1: Travis Scott, crazy, crazy. What are we talking about? But here? he's he's making a he's making a contention for himself to be that in that top five conversation. Like
0: for sure, crazy, crazy for sure. The longevity, the quality. You know, that's somebody else, just the quality, the cleanliness of the beats, the sample style. Yeah, I hear it. I like yeah. it, man. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Let's talk about sort of getting how you got involved in the hip hop scene. You told mm-hmm. us, you know, a backstory. You know, you were doing shows and stuff like that, but Denver has a pretty interesting hip hop scene and culture in general. Oh, yeah. So talk about sort of starting to get involved in it and how you've evolved with it maybe in the past few years because you know you said been writing probably Mm -hmm. you started writing and doing music over 10 years ago probably 10 years yeah so that's that's pretty crazy to think about a lot of hours in the game so talk about from your perspective how you sort of got involved starting getting into the denver hip-hop community and what it is now beats bodega the the beat uh you know events like
1: talk about everything it's a lot going on yeah absolutely so, I was like I said I was kind of writing back in the day, and I started making beats and then once I got to a certain level where I feel like felt like my beats were a little bit of a higher standard, I was like all right, I need a rebrand, change my name, I'm not going to go into what it used to be or anything, but I just ended up uh, landing on Gloomy Sunday and started releasing uh production under that name uh, about like mid 2018 um and then I just kind of caught word eventually of some hip hop shows. Uh, I found this cat uh, who I'm working with right now. Uh, His name is Greasy Jenkins. Just got out the joint not too long ago. So glad he's out. But um, I was just scrolling through Instagram and I saw he did like a sponsored post of one of his songs. And like I said, I had some beats already ready and I was just kind of in my basement. And then I heard him and I was like, whoa cats like this are rhyming in colorado like i was like oh shit so i followed him ended up uh he was doing a show it's uh it was around the same time there was this event called the grand doozy and kendrick lamar was in town he was like headlining and uh they uh made the stage on part of a golf course that was like right down the street from my house and uh you know i would dude kendrick He's my go-to. People ask me, who's your favorite rapper? He's like my go-to just because it's easy. You know what I'm saying? But I fucking love him. So I really wanted to go, but I was a a very broke uh, student at the time. Didn't have 200 bones to throw with that ticket. Um, So there was like this event. Part of the promotion was like, yo, you you can't go to the Kendrick show? We're doing a local hip-hop event at, uh, it was a spot called Alternation Brewing. Which was played a major part in all this, and so I showed up, and that's where I met in one night. I met Greasy, I met TMC, Tony T, Graybeard, Just MC, this cat Chef Soul, who used to be big producer out here, and I met like the whole eighty Spades and flows were there. I met like the whole scene in one fucking night, like so, and that was in like probably September of twenty eighteen. And then just kinda, you know, got all their math, got all their information. And then by like early twenty nineteen, we started throwing these shows at Zio's Bar and Pizzeria. And I showed up to one of the first ones they ever did. I'm pretty sure it was just Greybeard and uh, only just uh, uh, Graybeard and Jess MC were like the only two people. There was like two people in the crowd, including me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I showed up because I was like, I wanted to get involved. And then by like one or two more, because I think it was like a weekly event. It could have been biweekly. But um, by the next one, like I was on stage playing my beats and then. As more people kind of got in tune to that, more people started showing up, kind of made a little bit of a name for myself. People uh, got a little bit more familiar with my work, and then we moved to Alternation Brewing. Or I mean, there was still stuff going on there, but that became like uh, one of the hubs for uh, like beats and stuff like that, just uh, beat cyphers. And uh, so we did that all 2019, and we really started getting a buzz, and then of course uh, – covid happened and shut shit every shut shut everything down and that kind of kind of put a damper on everything for a while and it was like right when we really started getting this momentum kind of shut down um, and then eventually, you know, as things started opening back up, started get catching wind of like, uh, people are throwing beach shows again. So I was like, dude, I got to get myself on. That, so yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it kind of picked back up, uh, around, uh, like last summer it was the first time I ever played at river. And then shortly after I was on mutiny, uh, doing the freight heavy freestyle. And then it's just grown from there. And it's just just the amount of producers and the amount of talent and the level of the talent, too, has just increased so much from when we first started throwing those events that it's it's just unbelievable in a yeah. sense. You know what I mean? Just the community that we've built over the years. And, yeah, I'm just honored to be a part of it, you know? Um like I said, I started as just kind of a fly in the wall, and I thought that was cool in and of itself, but to actually be a part of it and kind of growing the community, uh, just, yeah, it means the world to me, and I love I love my guys that are holding it down. So, sorry, that was a long-winded answer, but there was a lot that kind of went into all that, you know what I mean? It was a
0: perfect answer, and I have a lot of similar experiences. Obviously, I didn't grow up out here, but... You know, last year, I started going out and finding, you know, the hip-hop spots. I'm like, all right, where are they at? Like, because you just Google, like, some hip-hop stuff, and it's just some bullshit in Denver always. Like, nothing that you want to actually go to. But once I found River and, you know, Mutiny and all these other places, I was like, wow, there's a lot happening. High high talent level. And at the terminology show, when he came out a little over a year or so ago... Mm I feel like I met everybody in the community. Yeah, TMC, yep. Rose, also arrows on the lineup, like a yeah, whole I bunch of more that people show too. Well, yep. So he was there. I mm-hmm. mean, well, that was that was a fun one to be at. Really dope, and that's what really was my first exposure to the community. Nice. So seeing Hell that yeah. show, so that was really dope to be at, and it's cool. It's dope to be involved in it, like you said. Cool to just be there and watch mm-hmm. it. But now you know, I get to DJ at Beats Bodega. Yep. Maybe a Mutiny Cipher coming soon, but. Man, there's a lot of cool stuff happening out here. Denver hip hop. Is is on the rise, so you guys need to support local artists, producers, um, and that, that's all I do here. So just watch all these videos, the past videos, and um, yeah, get get connected, get to know.
1: Yeah, and I'm just gonna you know give you your flowers right now, man, because this is like you said, just like I kind of said, like it's cool to be a fly on the wall, but you only mentioned the fact that you're like DJing events now, nah, man, like you're really putting on for all of us like getting us out there and your platform is building all the time i see the numbers going up man so yeah like i said i just wanted to stop you right there just give you your flowers and just don't uh minimize all that you've done and just uh continue to do because this is this is an awesome platform that you're building man and uh i speak for everyone in the community we're just grateful to have someone like you to just kind of shine light especially with the producer community like rappers you know they get all the shine Yeah, exactly they don't they don't uh miss an opportunity to just kind of put put themselves on and stuff like that but you know a lot of our a lot of the producers that are some of the dopest cats out here are pretty introspective like to just kind of chill in our workspace you don't get to hear then, them all the time exactly. you get to hear their and then, music yeah and we the just output, pop up and play but. a beat set but you don't get to see and hear like all the work that it takes to like get to that point yeah. and so yeah man i think it's really dope what you're doing and uh you're an absolutely great addition to the community and much needed, man. So I appreciate you. Much man. Hey, I appreciate love, man. you. Let's cheers on yes, that. Yes, sir. Homie. Let's go. Cheers at home, too.
0: So let's talk about some of this work yeah. that gets put in before yep. you get out to the beat events, right? What's your process like? And talk about how it has evolved over time.
1: Yeah. So I think uh, back in the day, it used to uh, – the beats got a lot – or got done a lot quicker than they do now, uh, which kind of seems a little bit counterintuitive because, you know, you think, oh, like the better you are at something, the quicker it's going to be. But it's just like, I think it comes from just a level of attention to detail that I try to put in every single beat. Like I will sit there and listen to just loops for hours, man. It's just like something just doesn't seem right. And I'll try to try a thousand different ways to just kind of solve this one little thing that I hear. So uh, definitely used to be a lot more minimal and kind of stripped back. And uh, I kind of, you know, with my style, I like to kind of make it sound simple but if you really listen to it, you can kind of like dissect the complexity of what it's I'm doing. Complex, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? And just like, I'll take records and chop like one little pad from the intro, one little thing from the outro. Well, you know, I try to find like a, a little loop or whatever and then just find other parts of the songs that kind of have that same uh, melody structure. Bow. Yeah. And then okay. just, uh, kind of incorporate it so sometimes i can take a long time man it's just like playing uh, like with a thousand thousand piece puzzle where you just have all these little bits and pieces and they just have to line up the right way uh, but yeah man i just uh I'm, I'm inspired obviously um by samples um
0: how do you dig though
1: so I dig digitally. <laughs> I know nothing that's wrong, no, that's not the most respected way, but you know, I just don't currently have a record player had two and they both broke. And so I definitely have a uh, you know, sampled a more traditional way where just recorded onto logic or whatever from straight from vinyl, but I'm working with what i got i'm in a smaller space in my house right now i don't really have the room for a record player on top hey, of hey, all my equipment come other on over equipment. here yeah, right? we got hell some yeah, space man. for you hell yeah but yeah dude i have dozens and dozens hundreds of records that you know just kind of sitting right now for the for the meantime but um yeah so i'm digging digitally and uh like i said earlier i kind of try to find like different vibes Obviously, people kind of know me a little bit more for like the soul because I definitely uh, that's that's kind of the bread and butter, you know what I mean? Is just chopping up old soul records. But, um, yeah, I man, I try to get a different variety, do some jazz, even some like psychedelic. Like, they had crazy, crazy uh, stuff going on in just like Eastern Europe. In like the 1970s with like Russian psychedelic rock. It's just stuff like that where it's like if you just search hard enough, you'll find something crazy. And so I try to find like, uh, you know, wide variety. And then it's just uh, I don't kind of go into something oh, I want to sample a soul record today. I want this kind of vibe. I just kind of dig, and then I know it as soon as I hear it. <laughs> like, I'm like, yep, that's the one. So then I just go to work. I try to chop up uh, as many pieces of the record as I can. Like I said, you know, if there's just a little loop right there, it's a loop. And you loop it, throw some drums on it. But I try to you know, uh, incorporate different pieces of a record. So.
0: That's dope, man. How does it feel when you're up at those like beat events? Like, you know, you see somebody going before you or after you. You're like, what is that feeling like? Do you get instantly inspired by some guys? Um, You're like, oh, man, I chopped that record before. Like, <laughs> dig a little deeper. Like, what's it like being out at these events and, and being a producer? You know, because you got to have a little bit of a competitive oh, side yeah, to it, too. Yeah. Everybody's very cool. It's a community aspect. Everybody can get involved. But at the same time, it's like, this is hip-hop at the end of the day. So we're still going to come for yep. your neck.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Thankfully, man, I, I, you know, I'm in a community where I have genuine respect for the other producers, um, and MCs, but, you know, specifically highlighting the producers, uh, you got Old Soul, Burroughs, Just MC, like, you know, Face, like, I could go on and on, but, like, these are casts that I genuinely have, like, mad respect for, and I listen to their shit, and, you know, it's not whack. It's not something where I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. I could have I could have done the drum sequencing better. It's like, no, I've, I listen to it. And I'm like, man, that shit's hard. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, like, you know, you mentioned specifically hearing someone flip the same sample. Yeah, I'll hear like a record. I'll be like, oh, man, come on. I, I, did, that I did that better. better. But come on. Yeah, exactly. But specifically <laughs> for, uh, you know, the people in the community, I definitely am not listening for that. Cause I know some producers do that. They'll just sit in the back of the room with their arms crossed and just like, yeah, whatever I could, but nah, man, that's not, you know, like I said, I'd still try to have that competitive edge and I want to make the best shit. But when it comes to my guys, man, like I'm out there showing support And I love to hear their music, dude. It's a, you know, it's uh, really nothing more, nothing less than that. Like I'll show out, I'm nodding my head. I'm like, damn, I'm really listening. So I want, I want to hear their music. And like, and it inspires me to be uh, around these people that, I, like I said, I have genuine respect for and steel sharpens steel, man. So like I'm listening and, uh, I want to, I want to hear it. And it's just like, I want to hear it and be around the hard shit that makes me go, Oh man. All right. I got to come back correct next time. You know what I mean? Um, and they, you know, they've said the same thing about me. So it's like, it's just a mutual respect between everyone. And I think that is kind of, we we still show that competitive edge, but in a very healthy way where it's like, there's no bad blood, there's no nothing, it's, it's you know, all just mutual respect for one another, and uh, we're just trying to get the best out of each other, you know what I mean? So, kind of competing with ourselves, you know. Yeah.
0: That's a good way to put it. I like that, man. When you are playing beats, I've seen you mostly play it off your phone. Um, so let's talk about the equipment you use to make the music, the DAW. Break it down, man. Let's nerd out a little bit.
1: Yeah, so it's gotten to be a little bit of an infamous thing when I show up and play shit off my phone. Uh, yeah, Even when I did the beat battle the other night, it's like, I've never seen no one play their shit off their phone before. <laughs> like I've gotten that comment dozens of times at this point uh so that aspect i'm playing it off of koala it's really no other reason than uh, i want live effects i don't have an sp404 like uh, burrows does like face like just mc like these cats that can just manipulate sounds with just a couple clicks of a button in real time and it just adds such a such a deeper level to a set. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. When you add the little drops and just emphasize certain parts about a beat. It's a very
0: DJ aspect exactly. to it, I would say. All these guys, I saw them doing that. I'm like, man, that's what I, I can do on like my my turntables are yeah. my controller. So it's cool to see that they're not just going up there and like playing a three minute exactly. loop. Yeah. The, the live aspect to it, it is still there.
1: Yeah. So when I was doing beat sets back in the day, like I said, uh, Zos, alternation and stuff like that, I'll go up there with my laptop and there's pictures. So it's documented. Like I used to come up there with my laptop, but so I'm on logic uh, to answer your question about the DAW. I do everything in logic and uh, the, you know, the older versions didn't really have like a live you know aspect to it where you could manipulate sounds live like sure you okay. could open up an eq and drag the uh, uh to, like, filter sweep and yeah. stuff like that but it's not really the it's same tough yeah it's it's not as it's, intuitive yes yeah. and so uh they they do actually have uh something like that in the uh more recent version of logic okay. but my computer is kind of messed up and it's stuck in the prehistoric ages so i can't i can't update logic and get that and plus like i said it's just not as intuitive it's a uh, it's not as easy so one day i was just like got sick of just kind of going up there and what i would do is i'd like pre-made my sets or whatever and i would like program in live effects like i would do like a quick high pass filter, low pass, and then like chop it up really fine so it kind of creates that stutter effect. Yeah. But it just it does it's it's too it's just too computerized. I mean obviously because I'm doing it on a computer, but no, it just doesn't feel it doesn't have that, it doesn't human have that like feel. free exactly. free form, freestyle
0: aspect yeah. to it. You're planning out sort of yeah, like especially, I'm gonna do this here and
1: there. Yeah. Yeah, especially when with your uh when you're working with MCs and you wanna emphasize certain parts of their, what they're doing as well, like their verse. And if they're really going off, like take it out, man, let them shine for a second. Just do a a high pass filter. So it's just like, you can still hear the beat and then just like slowly build it up. And then it just, it creates this moment that you can't really do. Um, So it really just came out of that and just wanting to be able to do that. And, didn't you know one day i'm sure i will get like an sp 404 or something like that because you know everyone in the community is like bro you gotta get one you can make beats wherever like yeah it's obviously very appealing but uh, yeah one day it'll happen but for the time being what you're doing right now Koala, is working. Koala gives me the opportunity it to works. do that. So it definitely looks goofy, and I'm aware of that. But hey, man, if it ain't broke, don't break it type of shit, you know?
0: Everybody looks a little goofy up yeah. there doing their thing, <laughs> no matter what you're holding or working on. Like, you fair, know, everybody's, that's everybody's doing their thing. So respect to everybody. Respect to all the producers. And uh, yeah, man, I like the breakdown. Well, thank you. So you said when you're producing now, it's mostly at home, Right. But I know especially for this Rosé project, you guys were going to the lab studios to do the recording, mixing, mastering, stuff like that. Talk about that process instead of it just being like you recording your buddy Mm -hmm. or, you know, instead of it just being like that home studio feel, bringing it to the big studio. What's the difference?
1: So, yeah, for for a very long time, I was kind of doing shit in my basement. I was living with my pops. And uh, had my whole setup, had this nice old big desk, the speakers, the mic, and we even did like sound treatment on the room. Mm. So we had, it was even, it was kind of makeshift. So, you know, we had like blankets hanging up from the ceiling. We had soundproofing like glued to the walls and stuff like that. But it kind of created this environment where, you know, I have a decent enough mic to where in that space with uh, the right interface and stuff like that, you can still get. Uh, a good enough quality take to where, you know, you touch it up and mixing and stuff like that. And, uh, it's fine. So I I was doing that for a long time. (laughs) but uh then yeah ended up moving out of my pops crib and i'm living with my girl now and our space is completely different and hardwood floors high ceilings like concrete walls so (laughs) it's just it's not as conducive the worst conditions for literally (laughs) man yeah it's uh if you're not familiar that's not what you want so um so i try to set everything up and i've tried to record over there Pardon me with like TMC. I've tried to get Rose to record over there. Uh, My homie Tino, like, and just like, I'm kind of a, not like a overbearing perfectionist where I I delay shit from coming out, but like, I'm, you know, kind of strict. Like I want, it's got to sound right. right. And if it doesn't to me, like just anytime I listen to it, it's just, it's going to bug me. And so it's like, I'd rather just do it right before putting it out and spend that extra time, because once it comes out, like then it's out. You know what I mean? Like, you can't everyone, Kanye, exactly. your album. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I don't have it. the level of distro kid <laughs> that allows me to Kanye my album. So, uh, so yeah, it's been definitely different. Have had to utilize like uh, a more legitimate studio vibe to where it's like we would just kind of get clean recordings. You know, I'm I'm okay at like the engineering stuff, but when it comes to like official releases, a lot of the times I like someone that knows a little bit more, uh, what they're doing than I do. So, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, not totally unaccustomed to being in the studio, but actually like recording in there, sitting in for full, like mix master sessions. Like it's been really cool, man. It kind of like legitimizes everything a little bit more. Um, but then again, like there's pros and cons. You don't have the luxury of going over it a hundred times because you're on the clock. On the so clock. yeah, That's a big exactly. Difference. Yeah. hundred percent. But I think also that kind of adds like, all right, well you got to come prepared. You know what I mean? And you got to have your shit ready before you even think about booking a session and then continue to practice. So everything is all good to go. So yeah, like I said, there's pros and cons to everything. I definitely enjoy having the, at home studio feel. It's a little bit more of a laid back environment. You can smoke and drink a little bit more, but, um, yeah, dude, it's, it definitely, like I said, adds a level of like professionalism Mm -hmm. when you're in the studio, you're booking time, you're spending your money on like an engineer that's showing up. Yeah. You're just walking
0: downstairs, flipping the lights on. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So man, yeah, I've definitely really gotten to enjoy that process as well. Like actually being in the studio plus, uh, to be very vain it looks better when you're taking videos like on instagram like
0: little promo clips it looks (laughs) a little bit it looks
1: a little bit better than just like (laughs) all these fucking raggedy ass blankets on the wall and shit like that but no man yeah and shout out to the lab studios that's the one i've primarily been in shout out to just mc he does uh wolf house studios i've been recording some stuff over there and uh yeah it's definitely dope so I, i like i said there's pros and cons i like both both aspects in certain situations but it's been really cool
0: when you get a combination of both that's where the magic happens right dope man dope
1: so let's talk about
0: some more of the upcoming work in 2023 you mentioned the rose on sundays that's the next one
1: to come out but what else do we got cooking what what else are we cooking homie (laughs) um so once again I, i don't like to put dates to stuff or anything i don't like to speak too much on anything before it's uh, actualized. But at this point I can pretty confidently say, I thought for a while it was just going to be uh, Rosé on Sundays. And then I have some other stuff that's in the tuck. That's like still being worked on and stuff like that. So definitely more work coming. But as I mentioned earlier, my homie Greasy mm-hmm. just got out the joint and uh, we already had like probably six records that were done, ready to come out. Um, I had the stems for most of it. And so I like spent a lot of time like mixing, mastering it. I was thinking about just like pulling the trigger earlier this year, to be honest, but some told me to, you know, be patient and wait. He ended up coming home uh, earlier than maybe anticipated. And so uh, we already locked in and already have like a couple more records done. Like he's been writing like a motherfucker since he's been back. He said he did a lot of writing in there. um, So. Definitely, I think we can pull something together before the year is done. And he's honestly one of my favorite people to work with. Like, I
0: heard him on one of the tracks. Yeah. I, I forget the name right now, yeah, but yeah, I mentioned yeah. it to you before. Uh, he
1: was on Vivid Sunday. Uh, he had a feature yeah. on there. And then we got a couple like singles out and stuff like that. Um, but... He's just a very unique character, and we just, from the first time we met, we just kind of had this weird, like, cosmic bond, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, he's definitely a lot of fun to work with, and one of my favorite rappers, like, to actually get to see his process is super dope. But, uh, yeah, definitely Rosé on Sundays, coming very soon, and then no official date or anything like that. Got a couple more things to record, but I definitely think uh, uh, Gloomy Jenkins Coming out before uh, the end of twenty three. Nice, so, that would be yeah.
0: awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to meeting. Uh, yeah, Breezy man. As he's, well. he's
1: an interesting cat. But then, uh, yeah, to get a little bit more broad, I'm doing work with TMC. Um, not sure how some of those songs are going to manifest. We've you know recorded a lot of stuff, little ideas here and there. But he's he's an incredible artist. And then he introduced me to this dude uh, Tino, who goes by Doctor Spastic. Mm and we have a couple records in the tuck that man they like they blew me away i wasn't sure how they would turn out like working with him right away but we already went to the lab and like recorded and now they're like fully actualized i was like bro we got to we got to lock in and do do a yeah. couple more of these so yeah. you know i'm definitely working with a few other artists but uh yeah those are the two that i can pretty confidently say are going to be, like, full bodies of work in the near future here.
0: Mostly all Denver uh, or Colorado-based yeah, artists? Man.
1: Yeah, dude. Like, uh, I've, I've definitely tried to expand my horizons a little bit. But, yeah, man, I've, I've tried to, you know, a just a lot of send... work you could just get here. Exactly. Like, you don't necessarily need yeah. to
0: be online trying to promote Buy My Beat, Buy 100%. My Beat when the group is here, the customers are here. Exactly. You know.
1: And, yeah, a lot of that, too, is... You know, I've tried to reach out to people that are out of state and, uh, you know, I'll send a B pack and they're like, okay, cool. Or they'll just fucking like the message on Instagram or just like, okay, cool. I'll check it out. And then never hear anything back. And that's cool. Like they're totally because you know some of them are like big, bigger level artists and stuff, um, and they're entitled to that. You know, they've built a platform on their own. Or Online whatever, is also but, different, right? When you're yeah, going out
0: to these beat events and hip hop events, you get a name to the exactly face. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's more personal than just a message with "Hey, here's some fire beats" or however you, it goes. But you know, you're sending out the fire. It's it's tough to just off a message for somebody to be like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna use this." Right? Yeah,
1: and I'm sure like people like that get a thousand messages a year or whatever, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, you said it perfectly right there is, you know, if they came to an event and they saw how it's rocking and in a live setting, I guarantee more people would be like, Oh shit. Like I want to do that. But yeah. And honestly, like I just, I don't really fuck with that too much anyway, to be a hundred percent honest. Like I just like the organic connections And I really feel like I make the best music with people that I just get along with on, like, a person-to-person basis. And, you know, sending out packs to people you don't know, like, it just, it doesn't feel the same just doing shit through email and stuff like that. So anyone that I'm working with, like, I actually have a relationship with, which feels good, man. And that's, like, that's ultimately what it's about. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do this shit. For the fame, the glitz and glamour, no shit like you that. Don't? I just nah man. Nah, nah. <laughs> really? <laughs> I just like having a good time, man. Like I love making music and I love uh, being around like minded individuals who are also taking this shit seriously and very talented. And so that's that's the goal in it in and of itself for me is just like I like just hanging out with my friends and just making dope shit. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, dude, that's that's ultimately what I'm in it for, uh, just good times. And so, like I said, I just think I make the best shit with the people that I'm closer to because of that. It's just like when we're making stuff, it just doesn't feel forced. It's just we're kicking back, having a good time, and then, yeah. you know, ends up. Ends up coming out. And we crazy, have a dope man. project. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice man. I like that. I like that breakdown. I like that insight. And hey, be on the lookout for all this. You know, great work coming Hell up. Yeah, 2023, 2024 and beyond. Let's talk about maybe some of your goals in music. Okay, right. We talk about you know you're working with all the local artists. That's amazing. Like you know you're getting fulfillment off of you know working with people that you yeah. like, producing this great music. But Are there some dream artists that you want to collaborate with? You want to uh, co-produce with somebody? (laughs)
1: Like, you got to have some dreams, right? Absolutely. Some goals.
0: (laughs) Break break some of these down for us. Let's put it in the universe.
1: So, yeah, man. Like, obviously, when producers get asked this question, there's always the cliches. Like, yeah, dude, I would absolutely love to produce a record for Jay-Z or for Nas. You know what I mean? That's probably not the most likely thing. Nice, but how they yeah, doing <laughs> that is thing. True. That Got is a lot true. of hits, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, some like some of my favorite artists. Uh, you know, I tend to gravitate uh, more towards an underground sound, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some some people that are maybe a little bit more attainable within that realm that I absolutely love are cats like Sky Zoo. I think we could make some dope shit. Yeah. I love Planet Asia. Mm. Uh, you know, he's got the minimal kind of strip back sound and just like... Very heavy emphasis on the lyrics, so I'd love to love to work with him. We're looking at Planet
0: Asia on conversations oh, with yeah? T Mac coming up soon. So hey, we're Fuck, putting that. Man. That's one of my goals too, man. Hell
1: yeah! All right, man. Look at that. We have a common interest. Let's right go. There. Let's go. Common goal. Um, and then uh, cats like Evidence. Fucking absolutely love Evidence off of Rhymesayers. Um, and. Yeah, man, I you know I could go on and on, but yeah, there's those are like the top three that come to mind. Where I'm like, it's not even that like I just love their music because I th- those are like three cats I've listened to for a really long time. Um, a blue is another one that just came to mind, but yeah, not even that. It's like uh, it's just that I like them. I genuinely feel like based on what they have in their catalog we sat in the same room like we could come up with some dope shit you know what i mean like yeah. i feel like my production kind of caters to that style mm. of just like the laid-back lyricist kind of thing and so th- yeah those are three four whatever how many, however many i mentioned but uh, that i genuinely think that we can make some great art you know what i mean absolutely. so yeah
0: absolutely man i agree with that and i'm looking forward to hearing those collaborations yeah <laughs> Let's talk about uh, balancing sort of music production. I know you're uh, sort of going back to school. I am. Yeah. I'm not sure how much you want to get into it, but you know, I, I I work, I DJ, I do interviews. Like my days off is today. I'm doing two interviews. You know what God I mean. Damn. The day off is not the day off. <laughs> 100%, I, I keep working. No days off. But this is something I enjoy doing, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't mind it. But talk about sort of how you like to balance things. Do you have a daily routine? Every day is is different for you. How do you sort of like to or organize your time?
1: Yeah, so it's gotten a lot more difficult to do that uh, in the last month since I started school. So now I feel like I have like four lives. Yeah, <laughs> school, work, music, and like home life with my girl. And so it's definitely I've had to kind of learn on the fly. Like when it was just kind of working, I don't have crazy hours or anything like that. I had a lot more freedom to just kind of music whenever and uh you know i kind of took that for granted maybe just a touch and just you know playing some more video games and just relax (laughs) and stuff like that um but now it's like i don't really have the option to do that which i think is ultimately a good thing because it's just like you know it's the grind is relentless now and you just there's always something which you know not to say that it's easy but it's it's very fulfilling and i found that like Uh, very quickly that it's just like when you cut out all the filler you're only doing things that like matter to you the most you know what I mean not to say that I don't like to kick back and have some R&R and stuff like that but everything all my time is spent doing something that's towards like an ultimate goal and you're constantly kind of chipping away at that and so yeah it's not easy to uh, balance sometimes I found that out very quickly but Ultimately, you kind of just have to make it work. You know what I mean? You have to do it. And uh, so I did the beat battle a couple couple weeks ago. And that was on a Wednesday night. I got to wake up at like 5 the next day to go to school. You know? <laughs> so I had homework to do before school. So I got to wake up mad early, do that. Then got to sit in the classroom. Then got to come home and go to work most of the time. So, dude, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. And it's kind of cut into maybe... More like the music creation, like actually sitting down and making beats. Um, but thankfully, you know, I do kind of have a back catalog of stuff that I'm working on. I'm still working. I don't want that to get misconstrued. Like I'm still, I'm still making shit, but uh, just a little, little bit less time to, you know, fully sit down and do that. But um Yeah, dude, like I said, ultimately, you kind of just have to do it. Like, you kind of find, you can, you're just forced to find that balance. You know, we were actually just talking about the balancing act by Static Selective. Shout out to Static. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, man, it's just something you gotta, you gotta, you gotta just do because it's, it's for a bigger picture. You gotta, in in those moments where you're struggling, You got to just think this is for a goal that's bigger than just doing this one little task that I'm on right now. You know what I'm saying? Like graduating school, getting those placements that we were talking about, you know, going further with my relationship with my girl and wanting to get a better better house for ourselves and better living situation. So it's like those are the things you kind of just have to take into account and just eat the bullshit, eat the punches that life throws at you and just keep going. And, yeah, ultimately – You'll get there, and yeah. then it'll be worth all the all the trials and tribulations that you had to go through.
0: Especially since you said you've been real busy the last month and doing adjusting the last month, do you feel like your music is sounding different, or there's a different feel or vibe to the music since what's going on around you is different in that way?
1: Uh, yes and no. You know, I always have like a pretty high standard for myself in terms of what how like i said i don't have um an idea on what the end product is to be before i go into it but once i get the idea laid down then i have an idea of how it should sound if it doesn't live up to that then it's just like i'm wondering I gotta, i'm wondering almost
0: about like inspiration yeah mm-hmm. like you finding yourself Pulling from something different, or gravitating towards a certain style or sound, like I'm wondering if your life around you has sort of influenced the music. I got you're you, making. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, dude, it's just like it, I have to kind of just lock in and make something dope because I don't really have the time. So it's like it's Almost like a on the yeah, clock it's, feel a, it's a it's a grind in and of itself, and so you know it's less. Less about like, oh, you know, I have time to sit and mess with this for two hours or whatever, just trying to get the vocals right. It's like, I'm on the clock and the shit has to reach the level that I want to in a short amount of time. So, not trying to rush myself or anything like that, but... You're sort of challenging yourself. Yeah, in that way, way, it's definitely pushed me to like, okay, you got to reach the end product a little bit quicker. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't say it's like change the style or anything that I'm inspired by or anything like that, but it's definitely like forced me to kind of like, okay, if you want to get this shit done, like it's got to be more timely. So I'm a little bit more decisive and just like, sometimes I'll sit there for an hour, maybe more. It's embarrassing to say, but other producers can relate to yeah, that. Yeah, they know. But sit there for an hour or so, whatever, just trying to find the right drums or whatever. But now I'm like, okay, it sounds good. Word. Let's lock that in, and I'll mix it down to where it sounds At least just crazy. lay it down, yeah, exactly. and you could
0: change it afterwards or 100%. something. But really getting that idea out and onto the next one or completing yeah. the task, it, it, it may you know... Affects the 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 project in, exactly in a, in a different way.
1: Yeah. So ultimately, the only thing that's really changed is maybe just pulling the trigger faster nice. than I'm used to doing. But interesting.
0: I like it. I like it. That was a fun question. I just thought. Yeah. No, of, yeah. Like...
1: You're good, man. That's awesome. I like that too.
0: All right. We talked about music. Let's talk about food now.
1: Okay. All right. I'm with it.
0: All right. Where are the Gloomy Sunday go-to food spots in Denver or Colorado. What's the best food around here that you're going to put me on to?
1: Hell yeah. All right. So, man, my favorite cuisine is like Italian and Mexican food. Okay. You're speaking to me. Big big Asian influence too. Like pho is one of my favorite meals. So one for each of those, or I'll give a couple, whatever. But um I got asked this recently on, like, this thing I was doing for school or whatever, but uh someone asked me, like, oh, what's your favorite food? And, like, I fucking love food, dude. I do not discriminate. Like, give me anything and everything for the yeah, most part. Okay. Uh, But just, like, a quick dish that's, like, a staple in my life is a good old Italian sub. Mm. Fucking love them, dude. Mm. Um, so... My three favorite spots for that for different reasons. They're all uh, got, got their own different kind of qualities. Like, I love snarfs. Snarf sandwiches are fucking really good. Their Italian is great. Um, there's this place, Zepp's uh, Epic Sandwiches on Broadway, South Broadway. as really good. And then a spot that I, I went to a while ago because I was going to school. In the same neighborhood, uh kinda where I'm living at now and I just hadn't been there in a while, but I started going there again recently. I'm like, what the fuck was I doing not coming here? It's Salvagio's on like sixteenth in California crazy crazy good man i fucking love their sandwiches
0: (laughs) are they uh like a sandwich spot
1: so it's like a deli okay yeah so it's a deli but yeah primarily just sandwiches you can get it on a a sub or a roll Yeah. they got the big old rolls but yeah man their italians really good philly cheesesteaks really good so people's rolls
0: games got to be on point i know Uh, when i'm coming in there from new New york man man. it's too much
1: for me but (laughs)
0: it's it's like it I can't find the rolls that like they would have in New York. They're yeah. just not around. They do not exist. Even at the New York-style places, like <laughs> they don't even got them. But rolls are very important for me. Now, yeah. you said you like each of those spots for a different reason. What's the yeah. quality of these sandwiches that stick out at each of these individual locations?
1: So definitely all high-quality spots. Um, but Salvagio's is just like... The most like classic what you would probably just like new york deli mm. i've never been to new york so i can't compare but i'm just envisioning that's what that's you would what see it's in like. your mind yeah. okay yeah i'm gonna come back all to right, you all, now. Let you know, all right okay? don't don't uh hate me if <laughs> you no not go at all, there, there there and you're all. Like, that's not at all what it was like I'm fucking yeah. kidding me
0: get the fuck out of here with that shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah it's just like they hand slice everything right mm-hmm. there like all the meats and stuff um but yeah it just seems like just kind of more like a traditional deli. You just get cold cuts. Like I said, they have like hot Philly cheesesteaks and stuff like that too that are really good, but just like nice cold cut and it's just very traditional. Um, Snarfs is hot sandwiches. Like they roast everything. So Bread was pretty
0: good too. I, I had it one time. Somebody came, uh, at work gave me like half their sandwich. Nice. I, was, I was like, all right,
1: not yeah. bad. Not bad. Yeah. Snarf's is very good. It has kind of the Captain Crunch quality where if you're not careful it'll scrape the roof of your mouth a little bit, but it's worth it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's worth it. You gotta pick the dude wisely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um and then Zepp's is kinda they're really good, man. They got a crazy bon me too that I'm absolutely in love with. But their Italian is like it's kinda it's more on the style of traditional, but then they got like uh uh cherry pepper, like kind of jelly almost. And then they got like arugula and olives on it, which is not like the, not, most, not the tradition, most traditional. But, but dude, it's fucking good though. Nice, okay. <laughs> big old chunks of like mozzarella on there. So yeah, so I like them for different reasons. But yeah, man, I just I'm a big sandwich guy. So those are three spots. And then I gotta give some love to Las Delicias. It's a Mexican spot. It's like right across the street from one of the places I work and you know, Stone's throat from where I'm at right now, where I'm living. And that's a staple. It's, a sta- it's yeah. not the most high-class whatever, but, dude, for the price... When
0: I'm going to a Mexican fucking, spot, I'm not looking for the high-class. Exactly, class. Yeah, I want to go to a place it's, where I got to order in Spanish. Word, yeah. And I don't really speak Spanish, yeah. <laughs> but that's where I got to go.
1: Nah, man, it's, it's good. It's definitely good, man. So those are a couple spots, and then there's a bunch of dope, like, fuss spots on Federal that when I was living by my pops, like, I used to go there a lot more than I do now just because I'm not in the area. But, yeah, there's... Dude, you could... There's stone's throw to one. There's just like 10 within Keep like going down a the block. three block radius that f- are all five. I forget out.
0: who I was talking to, but he's like, You got to go to faux th- 70 through 85. Hey, yes. He's like, <laughs> He had the, the specific, the specific dude, range yes. of yep. ones to go to. So, uh, yeah, make sure those are the ones you go 100%, to, people. Man. All right, Gloomy, you know me. I'm a pizza all right. guy. I've
1: been preparing for this question, dude.
0: I'm a pizza guy. If I'm gonna make a gloomy Sunday pizza, what's going on in that joint?
1: All right. So, man, like if I had to eat one pizza for the rest of my life, I'd probably just go with the supreme because you get the best of everything. You know what I mean? Just lay it on.
0: Yeah, I like to say the primary meats exactly. and veggies.
1: Yeah, 100%. So, if I had one, but if I'm, you know, feeling a little bit more creative, like um, for instance, this is actually a pizza I made with my girl recently. Mm-hmm. Probably not as good as yours, at least on the dough aspect. We made some (laughs) pre-made shit, I'm sure. But it was like, it was just something that I like, uh, Saw like a flatbread or something a while ago, and I was just like, man, let me try that. So it was like uh, a white, like Alfredo sauce as a base, Mm. prosciutto, arugula, roasted garlic, sun-dried tomatoes, and then some pesto, and some like balsamic vinaigrette on top dude it was crazy so i definitely you know occasionally will get a little bit more fancy with it if you want to you know a little more highbrow the gloomy
0: pizza is half supreme half (laughs) that specialty all right i think that's what we're gonna we're gonna go with for that one i
1: do gotta shout out my man old soul though because i watched his interview on this and i didn't know (laughs) that this was like a thing for other people but he said his is uh Pepperoni, jalapenos, and pineapple. Mm -hmm. Dude, that shit slaps. Like, I would all love to old soul. He didn't put me on. Like that's that was like something that I would order already, right. okay. but it was like validation that so I am a that's pineapple awesome. on pizza kind of guy who, okay. in certain that's occasions. Right. Respectable in certain occasions.
0: Respectable. I'm coming around to it a little bit now, but uh, you know, don't talk to don't don't talk to my dad about pineapple fair, on man. pizza, yeah, I man. man. You know
1: what I'm saying? I, I realize <laughs> in certain neighborhoods I might get <laughs> ostracized or worse. You, may,
0: you best not order a pineapple slice in it's the like wrong pizzeria you might not walk out of it dude that's like
1: wearing ketchup on a chicago dog like you can't do it man (laughs) you can't do it uh, yeah it's a sin dude i like what i like and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh keep myself from that
0: (laughs) don't box yourself (laughs) in man man. you do you you do you but (laughs) gloomy hey we are gonna have to try to get together have that pizza that alfredo one that sounds like it's kicking man alfredo sauce i love switching it up i love a good vodka sauce pizza myself Faca Alfredo chicken, you know. We'll we'll get into that another time. But gloomy. We 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 got through the convo. Anything else you want to leave the people with, man? Anything we didn't talk about? Yeah,
1: one thing we didn't get to, and part of it is me being a little coy. But I am recording a rap album. But I ain't want to bring it up.
0: But (laughs) we put the J. Dilla Rough
1: Draft album where he's rapping
0: here for a reason. So so thank you very much for bringing
1: it up. I'm a little bit too coy about it, but. Part of me saying this is I'm holding myself accountable. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's happening. And uh, I feel like, yeah, that's... uh, People ask me all the time, like... Oh, gloomy Sunday. Why? Where'd you get that name? You're so chipper. You're such. A I he- I heard that at like three and or four different I, places. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It's it's something that I've gone for a long time. And all I can say is like, wait till you hear my raps. I'm <laughs> <No>, just kidding. A <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> little more introspective, a little on the a uh, little darker side. But okay. I am, I am working on it. The vast majority of it is done. It's just I gotta record it, and so me saying this once again, holding myself accountable and that's what I've, I've gotten over it. Like I've kind of toyed with the idea of getting back into it. I'm not trying to like get back into it to start rapping. It's just, I need to get this one. You're not about to go on a five album run right now. You sure? I just have this one thing that I just, it's been itching at me and I just need to get it out. And I've been working on it for the past. Like I really got back into writing like during the pandemic and it's just kind of evolved over time. And it's just, it's something that happens kind of once in a blue moon when I feel inspired. It's not like, oh, I love that beat. I'm going to sit down and rap to it or whatever. It's just, it's just not well, it's how my, yeah, it's, of you exactly, or what's around it's just you then, eventually something it. happens where I'm like, okay, I need to get this out. And it just, eventually I'll stew on it for a little bit and it comes out. Um, but I do have a rap feature on the rose on sundays and not anything i'll at least have one rap feature on uh, uh gloomy jenkins i almost said <laughs> something else but gloomy jenkins well, lot, i'll have it. Got a lot of combinations many, to remember i have too many name or too many like album names that play with my name yeah. i get lost <laughs> um, sunday
0: gloomy yeah uh.
1: so i did i did uh, gloomy signs with my homie vivid scientific shout out to him i also meant to bring him up but yeah shout out to vivid scientific. i like that project shout out vivid. yeah so we have gloomy science and vivid sunday now i'm probably gonna do gloomy jenkins gloomy jenkins and greasy sunday so it's just like it's a lot rose on sundays any given lot. sunday it's just it's too yeah. easy to work with so i just it, i did not intend uh for my projects to come out like that but it just it kinda happened. It's like what's an easy thing? Oh, you just call it this. And I'm like, All right, man, I guess that's part that's of my cool. brand. It's almost now. like stock. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> almost like the brand. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that's cool, man.
1: But yeah, so that was yeah, then that's that's it. I love that and, you put it out there and in the hold universe. Me accountable as well. Stay on my ass about it. Be We're like, gonna post this clip every doing, day until right. it comes out. Right, okay. Right, dude. <laughs> Everybody share
0: this motherfucking clip, all right?
1: Y'all are gonna get a couple teasers in the next couple months here. Sweet. Hey, send those bro.
0: exclusives my way, you know, I'll have some fun, I'll do some you, mixing, bro. I got you know, you. add in some different stuff. Hell yeah. Throw you on a primo beat or something, be you firing. know what we'll have some That'd fun with fired. it, all right? <laughs> Sunday, thank you so much for coming through. Thank you
1: so much for having me. It's been an honor, man. What a convo. Always great chopping it up with you, man.
0: Of course, man. Thank you again. And who knows, maybe around the solo album, we'll have you on again. We'll talk about it, all right? Let's
1: go. Let's go.
0: Cheers. Look, I'm sure you heard about him I'm the one that's kicking knowledge like jujitsu Dogging me like I'm shih tzu Phone ringing, man, I'm sorry that I missed you I was in the field getting sacks from the venue Had to ditch the coop for a big body like I'm Ginyu Another episode, man, my life just continues The Soul Child Chronicles Lapping to the bank, man, I swear this shit is comical